Do you feel stuck living the life that someone else planned for you? Are you ready to dive deep and discover the life you dream of living? I've helped many others create the life of their dreams and step into it, and I can help you too. Schedule a discovery session with me through my website, beautifullyconfidentpodcast.com to begin your dream life. Have you ever doubted your own self-confidence? Hmm. Being over 50, I'm not sure I can count all the times I have. Going through a divorce, questioning if I chose the right career after already devoting 10 years of my life to it, and then dating as a single mom. I'm not as young, maybe I don't look as pretty. The questions just keep coming. Whether it's self-doubt on our life choices or our surroundings or our appearance, it creeps in. Join us here as we share tips and stories of how to grow your own confidence inside and out with experts who have also experienced the highs and lows of self-confidence. I'm your host, Kelly Buckley, and this is the Beautifully Confident Podcast. Hi, and welcome to the Beautifully Confident Podcast. I'm Kelly Buckley, and we share women's stories of how they grew themselves to become beautifully confident. So I have with me today, Kirsten Williamson-Gwynn. That's a a nameful. (laughs) But I am so excited to have her because her story is exactly growing confidence in women. So after a successful 32-year career in financial services, She quit to set her business up as a confidence and transition coach. She helps women build unshakable confidence so they can speak up, step up, and stand out in their business or career. The world does need more female leaders, and she's on a mission to make that happen, which is exactly why I wanted you here. Welcome, Kirsten. Oh, thank you. I'm so pleased to be here with you. Thank you so much. So I'm... We are just going to dive right in um, with, you know what, tell us where you are and a little bit about your confidence journey. Okay. So where I am, as in geographically, I'm in the UK, I'm in England, and now north of London. Um, My confidence journey is a story of ups and downs, really. So my whole career, and as you said, Kelly, 32 years in financial services, I was a senior leader, big job, leading hundreds of people, and I always appeared to be a very confident person. And Mm. that was probably through most of the time. There were always those moments that my feet were paddling away under the table. Um, But there was a point in my life where both of my parents became very ill. So my dad was terminally ill. And my mum still has dementia. And so I was watching my dad physically fade while my mum was physically, fa- uh, mentally fading and still is. So it was like a huge realisation for me of how precious life is mm-hmm. and where I'd been this person that could control everything. I am still a recovering control freak. Uh, you feel like, you know, you're in control. You can deal with everything. You can manage everything. You can make things the way they need to be. And suddenly, watching my mum and dad, there was nothing I could do other than, you know, the usual be there for them. 
And at the same time, I was becoming disillusioned at work. So I, I felt like I was being bent a bit out of shape where the way the organisation was going was out of alignment with me and my values. And I just suddenly started to lose myself. And it felt like at the time, everything was crashing down around me. And I, I was, I became the person that wanted to shrink, that wanted to hide, that wanted to get through meetings without saying anything. And all those things were totally alien to me. Now, as I look back, what I realize is I had suppressed so many of my emotions for so many years, I'd become totally disconnected to myself. So if someone had have asked me how I was feeling, I would give the standard British response. Yeah, I'm good, thanks. How are you? <laughs> you know, that, that's it. And so I wasn't really understanding what I was feeling and therefore I didn't know how to take care of myself. And I had this big fear that if I stopped, then things literally would fall apart. So it was kind of, it, that, that was a pivotal point for me in my career where I realized that there is more to life. There's way more important things. And I needed to one, take care of me and two, find my way out. Mm. So that's what I did. And wow. it took some time. It took some difficult conversations with work. Um, it took quite a lot of courage and planning, and that's what I did. And I was able to do that because when you realize what's going wrong and you face into it, instead of what I've been doing for a long time, which was turning away from it, that's when you can actually change things. Wow. So that's my confidence. I suppose that's the point where I realized I needed to change things. Yeah. So the things that I did, I guess that's what you're going to want me to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kirstie, let's kind of unpack a, a little bit of the okay. things you said, because I'm sure as our listeners are hearing this, mm -hmm. I think that's so women are taught to just sort of suppress everything. And you know, the standard answer in America also is, I'm good. <laughs> um, and depending on which world you live in, it might be, great, thanks. <laughs> so yeah, I think we're taught to take care of, of everybody else and just put a happy face on and keep progressing in what we're doing. So yeah, mm. I think, wow, what strength you had to, to recognize that and then realize it. So yes, please share your next steps of, you know, what you did to develop your own confidence and be able to look in the mirror and feel I am confident and beautiful and, and ready to move on. Well, there, there were a number of things. So the first thing is I had trained as a health coach because I knew that I wanted to do something about my own health. And I loved coaching. I coached in many different ways, professionally, um, career-wise, leadership-wise, all of that sort of stuff, but never really focused on the person. And so at the time I was going through these challenges, I was training to become certified. And I created a program that I literally put myself through. Hmm. And, and that's part of where my 
unshakable confidence program has come because there are certain things that when you when you do they build confidence things like learning how to de-stress learning how to relax i didn't know how to do that and if i have a if i had a pound or a dollar for every client i have that also doesn't know how to really do that i would be very wealthy so learning how to do that learning how to get really clear on what it is that I want. We, that, that's one of the most difficult questions to answer because quite often, and certainly for me, I was always in my head. And what goes on in my head is often very predictable and repetitive. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> sometimes scary. <laughs> Especially when you're stressed. You know what your head's going to say. And it is repetitive and it's really unhelpful. So learning to connect with my body and learning how to relax and just turn off meditation. You know, I, I absolutely love meditation. And there were times when I was away with work at off-sites that I was so anxious that every break I would be going back to my hotel room and doing 10 minutes just to reground myself. So meditation was a big one. Journaling was also a big one. So enabling myself to get things out of my head and onto paper, because generally speaking, we're way more rational on paper than we are in our thoughts. So that was a really helpful thing to do. So the, the key things that made a difference for me was developing an empowered and positive relationship with myself that meant I could understand what I was feeling and face it even when it was difficult and do something to help myself feel better. And then the other thing, as I stepped out of my corporate identity and career was understanding what I'm really good at and how to leverage that. And then also knowing what I'm not so good at or what I need to get better at and finding the support to do that. Because one of the ways that women particularly, and this is a study, I don't know if you've come across Claire Zamet, but I've, I've worked with her in many of her programs. And studies show that even the most successful women block their confidence by either underestimating themselves or overestimating themselves. So me stepping out of corporate, building my own business, at the points where I was lacking in confidence, I would think, I can't do this. I don't have what it takes. I'm not an entrepreneur. I've never been an entrepreneur. And in that moment, I'm overlooking all of the other skills and experience that I have. So then what can happen is I then shift right over to the other side and go, hang on a minute, this is bad negative self-talk. I'm not having this. Of course I can be an entrepreneur. I've got everything I need. And then in that moment, you're overlooking the growth. Hmm. So where you really want to be, and this is something that I continue to work on, is Understanding and really standing in the power of what you're brilliant at. And at the same time, knowing where you need to work on. So for me and my business, 
I know I'm brilliant with clients. I know how to build and how to manage a business because I've been doing it for years. What I really needed support with is marketing Mm. because I've never done marketing. So that's not a reflection on me and who I am. That's just an acknowledgement that I don't know how to do this. But the good news is I surround myself with brilliant people, which is the third thing. And there's always someone who can support me. Are you tired of draining your ad spend budget and still not landing in front of your ideal clients? Did you know the amount of podcasts have more than tripled in the past three years? And podcast advertising is helping more people get in front of their ideal customers. Visit my website, beautifullyconfidentpodcast.com to schedule a quick chat with me to see if your business qualifies to advertise on our show. Oh gosh, so many, <laughs> I, I jotted so many things down. To, <laughs> it's okay. Um, because I think something that a lot of women struggle with is, is underestimating the value their experiences bring. I'm most yeah. definitely guilty of it. I ran a business for 27 years and still didn't <laughs> quite acknowledge the success of mm-hmm. it. And it was just like, this was I was good at it. I did it. I did the steps. I did the things and yay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So what you brought up was um, understanding what you're, what you're good at. How did you take steps to do that? I know meditating, you know, things come to us. So what were some things you did that you really could tap into what you are good at and, and get it on paper and be able to, to move from that corporate position? So one of the things that I do and I encourage people to do all the time is to keep a record of all the positive feedback you've had. Because if you're having one of those days where nothing is going right, and we all have them, there's a tendency to say that that's something to do with us. It's my fault. Everything's going wrong. I'm a bad person. I'm not smart enough to do this. I'm not clever enough, I'm not this enough, all of those things. But actually, it's just that there's a few things that are out of sync. And when you have a growth mindset and think about what can I do, you can change it. But one of the ways that I find it helpful to be able to make that shift is, and this is what I did a lot of in the beginning, is to look at, well, what is the, what's the impact that I've had? What, what are the positive things people have told me in my career? Um, what what's the result? Who are the ask some people also? What what do you get from being in my company? And start to really understand and also equally important, receive that. Allow yourself to actually receive it instead of something I always used to do, which was just reject. <laughs> which is yeah. really rude when people are paying you a compliment. So have a place where all these things are together. And, you know, it's really powerful if you're having one of those moments just to go to that. I've got a folder with letters from, I had a letter from one of my old team members who said, I've written my, I've written to my new baby daughter about you. And when she's 18, I'm going to tell her that you helped me get where I am today. 
And that's um, like, I just need to read that and I think, okay, whatever's gone wrong, I can put it right. Yeah. So yeah. that's one thing. I think that's a really good way of getting a bit of a 360 degree view on what you're good at. Your your gut is also going to tell you what you're good at if you're able to listen to it. And and then the other thing that I do is I think about the successes I've had and what is it in me that was able to create that. And equally, what are the challenges that I had? Where did things go terribly wrong? And how <laughs> did I how did I course correct? Because I, I think that's another thing that when you're looking to build your confidence, you know, there's the way that we block through underestimating and overestimating, but there's also this terrible relationship that we have with failure or setbacks where we, again, make it mean something about us. Instead of just thinking, this hasn't gone the way I expected it. I wonder what I can do to get back on track. I wonder who can help me, you know, that sort of mindset. So Sarah Blakely, the founder of Spanx. Yes. She, I don't know if you've uh, seen any of her YouTube clips, but she was interviewed by Tony Robbins about her relationship with failure. And her father either every day or every week, used to make her come and tell him what she got wrong every day. Where did she fail? What went wrong? Because if she if she didn't do that, it meant she hadn't tried and she hadn't learned. Mm. So it took all of the negative associations with failure away from her at a very early age. And so when she's been building her business, she like many successful entrepreneurs sees failure as a stepping stone to success. But unfortunately, so many of the rest of us see failure as a reason to stop. Yeah, yeah. I think so many people let them let that shut them down. Yeah. Which typically has some pride wrapped around it. Because we're absolutely yeah, which we're afraid (laughs) of what people are saying and looking mm-hmm. at us and, and telling other people and yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. No, I, I'm going to have to check that YouTube out though. Yeah, That's interesting. Out. Brilliant. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh my, oh my gosh. So many great nuggets. Thank you, Kirsten. Um, so I'm curious. Um, so share what you have going on in, in your future and, and what's coming up for you. Okay. Well, this year is every year is about growth it's about my personal growth and also my business growth I'm doing more group coaching this year and more speaking so I love speaking to lots of women and helping them realize that they're not on their own and that even the most successful people doubt themselves get it wrong make mistakes so the difference is they get back on it and and I love to have those conversations and help people do that so speaking um still working one-on-one with my clients because I absolutely love that and every woman I work with is different in different in a different situation 
with different leaves. So I'm always going to do that. Um, but I'm also this year working with new coaches to help them because, you know, there's a lot of coaches that are not working with clients and have all of this brilliance that they need to bring to the world, but they don't know quite how to get going. And so I want to help that group of people too. Oh, that's great. So you're coaching coaches. <laughs> that is great. And I do think it's a it's a big thing up and coming, coaching and consulting. Yeah, and um, I kind of look at it as our support systems. Because I, I look back on my years in business, which were, you know, dating back now 30 years, and it wasn't a thing. So no. I didn't know to look for a coach. No. I, I knew to look at what's not going well and try and pivot from there. Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't feel like I had the support. It was more competition. And, you yeah. know, we didn't oh, share yeah. our ideas. Yeah. Well, that's corporate. <laughs> well, and I had a, I mean, I had a private salon. So it was just a... Mm sort of the other salons were competition. So it wasn't necessarily, you know, a thing to share our ideas and and what's going on. But I, you know, I think of it now and think everyone talks about they got their business started and then and hired a coach. I thought, I should have had a coach. (laughs) (laughs) Well, America is definitely further ahead than the UK. We're getting there. But yeah, people still think a coach, what's broken? It's, yes, it's, it's it's not about you know growth and getting somewhere quicker or easier. It's just I don't need a coach. Nothing's broken. So unless people have had a coach and then they get it. Yeah, I think you 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 got the exact right word is <laughs> broken. You know, mm-hmm. or the phrase is what's broken, and it mm-hmm. doesn't mean something's broken. It means you need support. Yeah. Uh, and we all need support. We oh, don't, we don't absolutely. get, we don't get anywhere by ourselves. <laughs> I, I'd still be in corporate if I didn't have a coach. Ah, I, okay. I, I need, I needed someone to be able to have the faith in me before I did. Yes. Yes. So, and, yeah. I, I, and help me see the way. So yeah, I have a big, Obviously, as a coach, I mean, it, it would be madness if I wasn't, but I always have a coach, always. Wow. So mm-hmm. did you, um, so I, <laughs> we're, we'll wrap up in a, in a minute <laughs> um, because I'm curious about this. So, and for people listening that may say, well, hmm, where do I go? Um, so how did you know what type of coach to look for? So... To start with, I started training as a health coach. So I had the health coach structure to help me. And then when I set my business up, I knew I needed a mindset coach and a business coach. Okay. Because you you need someone to show you the strategy, but mindset is everything. Hmm. If, if, you know, if you can't see it, feel it, believe it, and you can't align with where you want to go, if you've got the, the beliefs that are going to block you, you've got to deal with all of that. Otherwise, the strategy is just not going to work. So I knew I wanted a mindset coach and a business coach. 
to, to help, to, to give me the best chance of success because I've taken a big risk walking away. Um, and then I just, every year, I pay attention about three months before I'm about to choose another coach. I pay attention to the, the people in the circuit, who's doing what, where am I aligned? And I, I do a 12-month program with whoever. Interestingly, yeah. for the last eight years, my coaches have been American. It's yeah. this year that I've gone to a UK first year. Yeah. It's really interesting. <laughs> so there, so you're shifting. <laughs> the UK is shifting. <laughs> the UK is shifting. But to get what I needed, a mindset coach, four years ago, the people were American. Huh. Okay. That's great. So interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I love that. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Because I do think there are so many coaches, consultants, and it is, how would somebody know, you know, where to start? Yeah. So that's great. Yeah. yeah. So it'll be in the show notes, but can you share where our listeners can find you, especially if they listened and they thought, oh gosh, I, I relate to that. I need to connect with her. But if you're driving, don't worry, it'll be in the show notes, but tell us where they can find you. Yeah, well, I'm on LinkedIn. Kirstine Williamson Gwynn on LinkedIn. You'll find me. There's only one person with my name. <laughs> it's not crowded. Um, my website is Elevate Women, www.elevate-women.co.uk. And my email is Kirstine at elevate-women.co.uk. And I would, I'm on Facebook too. If you put my name in, I'll come up. Um, but I'd love to talk to anyone who has resonated with what I've shared today. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. I really mm -hmm. appreciate you. And oh, I've enjoyed it. So, so much fun and so many great nuggets for even me. Oh, Thank you so much, Kirstine. So You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Beautifully Confident Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, Please subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and review and share this with your friends. For more information about me and how I can support you in your beauty and confidence journey, visit my website at beautifullyconfidentpodcast.com.